Hello, and welcome back to the Technically F1 podcast. Today, we've got much to talk about ahead of the race weekend, which is going to be hungry. Uh, Rashad, are you excited for it? Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Um, out I'm of... for the cover art. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not showing up yet. For those wondering why Rashad changed the subject, we just changed the cover art of the podcast. So hopefully you'll see that soon. But um, it should now be... Actually, I won't spoil it, but um, it's quite a nice one. Who knows? It will change it more often. See it. Yeah, they'll see it. Uh, yeah, but um, definitely we'll change it at least once more. Yeah, we might end up having a custom liveried F1 car with the technically F1 logo on it. Yeah, because well, we also need to make a logo for that to happen, though. Yeah, but once we do that, then we've got, you know, stuff for the YouTube channel, stuff for everything. Uh, we should also create an intro for the YouTube channel. Oh, definitely. One for the podcast. Exactly. We'll get something that we can just toss in. Um, Rashad, maybe when we get back into, you know, school year time, maybe we start recording videos together. That could be good. Yeah, we can also record the podcast in their actual podcast recording studios. I know. It's been a long time since we've actually been in the podcast recording studio. We've never been in the podcast recording studio. <laughs> All right, then. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of that car that I sent you, that picture that I sent you, what do you think of the new one that I've designed? Um, it's got sort of a martini livery vibe, but with some tweaked colors. What do you think? Um, the the one that you sent me like today. Yeah, with the sponsors on it and stuff. It's not really a tweak to Martini. I mean, it's kind of totally different at this point. Yeah, but it's got some of the colors. It's literally a combination of every team that's ever raised. Maybe. I thought it looked good. What do you think? I think the problem is honest. Is... Oh, I see. I see. I'm not making it a low nose. I'm not designing it Other to be that, nice. It's good, but I mean, a little nose, wouldn't that just be like, actually, wait, can you submit the base of it? Like well, the base the car? base, base, yeah. Yeah, Without yeah, one second. Or coloring, because um, I think I might want to try to make it a little nose. Uh, sure. Here, I'll send you it as, or how do you want to be sent it? Just message work. All right, cool. Um, let's see. I want to see what you can do with this. Um, you want to make it a low nose? Make it a low nose. I think it's physically impossible to make it a low nose. Because you have to shoot the front wing so far out ahead of the car. It would look just so weird. I think I might also cut the part that's kind of reaching past the wheels on the nose. Oh, I see. Okay. So I, think that's I thought that part was a problem. All right. The low nose well, we would be... never have that. Yeah. We have differing opinions on what looks good in F1 cars, I guess. Yeah. I will save this to photos. Excellent. Yeah, a little bit of Adobe Photoshop and suddenly you've got a low nose. Yes. All right. Uh, we were texting back and forth, and the viewers, if they've seen the video, will probably have seen it. Um, but guess what, people? The F1 car that I sort of started talking about teasing at the beginning of the year, or beginning of the podcast, I guess, uh, actually came, uh, surprisingly. Rashab, shall we reveal what it is? What? The model F1 car. Oh, yeah. All right. Reveal it. All right, so the reveal is it is a Mercedes W11. Now, Rashad was completely, I guess, miffed, you'd say, when I told him it was somewhat custom. Would you like me to explain it to you now how that works? It's not really miffed, just confused, very confused. Okay, I'll explain it. So when I was a Mercedes fan, which was over a year ago, let's be sure that we, we know this, um... I essentially looked into getting a model F1 car of a Mercedes. Uh, Everything in 2019 was completely sold out, so impossible to get. And a custom one of that year would cost an unbelievable amount. So I essentially inquired with a German model maker 
uh, about a 2020 car for Austria. They said, yep, they were planning to make one. Uh, and then I – essentially the custom bit is the fact that I requested it to be Hamilton's car that he won the race with. Not in Styria, in Austria. Uh, okay, maybe we should get a custom um, technically F1 car. We definitely should. Like, if we could have someone 3D model out the car that with the high nose and stuff, the one that I designed, that would be cool. We have to get a model of that. Wait, uh, could we just, like, take a block of clay and model it, like, they model, like, real cars? We could try, but I'm so bad with clay that it would just... I mean, I guess you you're, must be better at clay than I am. No, but, um... Just 3D print that at school. That's probably a good idea. We could definitely manage that, I think. Alright, that might have to be a thing that we do. A technically F1 model car. Yeah, yeah 3D printing that, it. though. I guess, yeah. Oh, we would. That'd be somewhat painful, I guess. The nice thing about this one is it's... It's a nice blend of plastic, carbon, and metal. So the stuff is flexible where it should be, and it's stiff where it should be, which is very nice. Like carbon or carbon fiber? Carbon fiber, yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, it's so small that it hardly makes a difference, but um, it is a nice detail. Mm-hmm. Anyways. You get some carbon fiber as well. We do need to buy carbon fiber. I wonder what the base price of, like... 20 square feet of carbon fiber is. Let us find out. Yeah, the internet's a great place for finding stuff like this out. Oh, anyways, while you find that, I'll say exactly how many of these models, not exactly the same one as mine, but the one from the, uh, or the race the Hamilton won in Austria. So there's 2,000 of the actual uh, cars from that race, but mine is the one in the uh, their exact race winning spec. So that means no T-Wing and smaller shark fin. Anyways, that's that. Okay, so um, how thick do you want the carbon fiber to be? Um, I don't know. <laughs> a couple feet? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what, like for a couple millimeters, what is it? I have it in inches for um point zero one inches. Yep, like an inch thick. Um, you can get yeah. a, like sixteen dollars and fifty six cents per square foot. Oh wow! Okay, that that's quite thin though. It's it's very quite thin, but um, I, I don't think we can afford much more if you get twenty square feet. Wait, We're getting twenty it. square feet to build our model F one car. Well, I mean, you have to have a life-size model. Oh, I see. Okay. That's quite a lot. I mean, after we make the tiny model, I mean, isn't that how it normally works? You make a clay model, or will you yeah, draw exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. You've already covered the drawing part. Then we make Yeah, a, that's all done. Make a 3D then pad. we make it out of clay, I guess. Yeah, well, we can't do that, so 3D printable will do. Um, yep, all right. We finalize the design and make a life-size model. Exactly. Nice. Um, okay, well, a four inch by four inch sheet at point one two inches thick is fourteen dollars and sixty cents. Oh wow! Okay, that's a bit more. Is that a one foot square at yep point one two inches thick is yeah. eighty two dollars and fifty cents. Jesus. How do the F1 teams afford to have the cars just get smashed into each other? Well, I mean, isn't that the problem with the Red Bull? They lost yeah. $1.3 million worth of um, pounds or whatever. Not pounds. Yeah. Not dollars, pounds, like, worth yeah. of car. They're doing the right thing by suing Mercedes and having them go to the meeting with the FIA with this one. Because mm, they got to get some money lawyer. for this. Yeah, I think they did end up getting a sports lawyer, right? I know, yeah. It's kind of funny. I know. We talked about that a couple podcasts ago, that they would have to get a sports lawyer. You're completely right about it. They did get it. Um, I will send you the website. Yep. There you cool. Go. Here, I'll get it in a second. The carbon Thank you. fiber is quite useful. Yeah, it's very useful. It's not like... Aluminum, though, then you can sort of hammer it into place. 
Like if you hammer carbon fiber, it'll shatter. Yeah. I mean, isn't it resin? So wouldn't it just like make like a dent or something? No, no, it shatters actually. Really? Yeah, that's why the front of the F1 car is like a front wing. If you hit a wall hard enough, it would not just bend; it will shatter. Hmm. I will get this like this F1 car, this high nose one into a low nose. All right. How long do you think it'll take you? A week. A week, okay. I bet it would take me a bit longer to get... Because it's just... I guess I'm so attached to the high nose that I just would not do it. I think I'm going to have to go through both Photoshop and then Notability. Yeah, probably. Because, yeah, the Photoshop bit would be pretty weird. I will get it, though. Alright, you will get it. So, Hungry... Um, moments from Hungary, I guess, that are memorable. Jensen Button won his first race there in 2006. Alonzo won his first race there in 2003. Um, other than that, Hamilton's dominated in recent years, and before that, Schumacher absolutely, you know, ran that place. Is it just me, or is it one of those tracks that, like, only one person wins it or wins at it for a while and then when the next person starts winning there you know it switches and they're suddenly the dominant force of that track that's how f1 works all all right then all tracks usually mercedes win wins at everything right now but it used to be red bull yeah but i think ferrari i know it's weird to say that ferrari used to be a dominant force in f1 or at least it feels weird now well, nah, it's, it's less weird, I guess, because I'm a Williams fan in general, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, a lot of people right now, Rashab, are saying that uh, it looks like it's a done deal and Russell is going to Mercedes. What do you think? It does look like that. Actually, yeah. I'm not 100% sure on that, because didn't lose Hamilton not want that. Yeah, he blocked it this year, I know, which is why Russell had to sign an, an early contract with Williams. Yeah, but Valtteri Bottas is like, he's off the team. Toto Wolff has said so. And Toto's also, I mean, essentially what Toto's gone and said, or at least what he, from what I heard that he said, he's gonna uh, that he was, he's committed to getting him a new seat. That essentially means you're off, mate. That's exactly what that means. Yeah. I mean, it sounds... It sounds to me that he's going to Williams. I mean, there's no other seat, is there? No, apparently there's an alpha seat open, if Geo doesn't take it. Um, well, I think, um, as long as... Well, I mean, I think Kimmy should take that seat, if he hasn't taken the other seat. I assume Kimmy, if... Gio's already confirmed. Then Kimmy, in my opinion, has to take the second seat. If Unless Kimmy they want to goes, give it to Mick. actually, I'd be all right with that. If Kimmy retires, that Mick could be in a competent car. I'd be all right with that because that'd be a nice thing for him to do. Yuki would still win. I don't know. I actually am not convinced that Yuki would be better than Mick. Um, if they were Alfa Romeo versus Alfa Tauri. I mean, I know how ridiculous that sounds, but still, Yuki's not in a great place right now. Okay, I will... No. I, I mean, right. Yuki is just the best rookie right now, though. You keep saying that, but it's like... It feels true. like... It's not true. true, though, is it? It's... Uh, it's painful to keep hearing it, because it's like, obviously, results-wise, yes, he's doing the best. And I can't refute that. But also, like, he's just not better than Mick Schumacher. Mick Schumacher beat him in F2 when they had equal cars. Okay, well, the thing is, that didn't result in him getting a better car in F1. Well, what, so, was, what do you think he was going to Was he going to get the Ferrari seat? I mean, I don't I think... I mean, Charles Leclerc got that after one year. Yeah, I guess. But that doesn't... Actually, imagine if they dropped signs for Mick Schumacher. They that would. would be insane. He's no, I don't think like they would. He's a placeholder, though. 
essentially well, uh, that yeah. is what he is. Pretty much. I mean, it looks as though they're not committed to signs as a long-term possibility, right? Just right, no one is. Yeah, but if Sainz gets dropped by Ferrari, he's going nowhere else. He has to stay out of the Ferrari team. So that essentially means he's getting dropped down to Alfa Romeo like Kimi. Or he could go to IndyCar like Romain. That's true. He just but... raced his first oval, I think. Wait, I thought he said he wasn't doing the ovals. Yeah, I thought so too. That's weird. Okay. Uh, that's really confused me now. Uh, all right. I thought he was in mm. the safety side of it, but okay. Uh, well, if Nick Schumacher does not get to Ferrari, where do you expect him to go? F2? F2. <laughs> well, I mean, not really, because F2 probably wouldn't want him back. Yeah. Um, you forgot the T-cam on the car. No, no, no. It is um, it's not a T-cam. It's actually... An older model of camera that's banned now, but it's much better for aerodynamics. It's a, um, it's sort of like a half C, uh, yeah, in a camera. That. Yeah, that's no, but, uh, banned what, now, but they that used to be allowed. What happened to the Halo as well? Halo's gone. Don't like the Halo. Is, is, is it not necessary? Uh, no, if you have a high nose, it essentially blocks the car that you're hitting side, or not uh, getting hit side on by, uh, and you're pretty much fine. Okay, right now, I'm half doing the podcast, half working on this image right now. I love that. Okay. Uh, in that case, then I'll keep the viewers entertained, um, and you can, I guess, relax a little bit while you're doing this. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. This is multitasking at its finest. Um, Seriously. Oh, did you hear the 737 that crashed off, like, I don't know, was it Hawaii, I think? It was an old one. Not a Max, it was a 200 that had been flying for, like, 50 years. But, I didn't um, like it, like, when Boeing's crashed. No, no, this is not a screw-up by Boeing. This is just an idiotic airline. You can't fly a plane for 50 years. Not the same plane. Well, I mean, you it, can. It's just idiots. You've done multiple times. It's done a lot. Yeah, but not, not safely. I mean, actually... I mean, both I engines know. broke and it just landed in the ocean. Both of them broke? Both of them broke at the same time, simultaneously. Mm. And because it was completely overloaded with cargo, it had no way to glide. Mm. Again, it's these... American and South American airlines, it's just the idiocy is unbelievable because they overload these planes, even though it's extremely dangerous and it's led to crashes before. Ah, it's just infuriating. Mm. Speaking of um, infuriating, or not infuriating, I guess, good thing here. Uh, you know what? George Russell has been rumored to have talked with Christian Horner. Mm-hmm. Are you and- surprised? Um, I would be fine with that as long as it means Max loses his seat and not Sergio. You're kidding me. You're telling me you would prefer Verstappen to lose the seat to, um, and Paris to keep it. Yes, that is, that is exactly what I'm saying right now. Why? Because, I mean, Verstappen's not currently very... He's not really, Wait. like... Wait a minute. Hamilton crashes into him once, and you prefer Perez. Perez, who finished like literally one position higher than him, to actually get the seat. Well, I mean, the thing is, Perez had the worst weekend of the season. Finishes. It doesn't matter. Perez had a terrible weekend this time. He doesn't not like finish. Max, he either wins or he does not finish. I think that's much better than getting, you know, second place. That's what Red Bull wants. They want someone to be winning a lot, and then if they make a mistake, they don't want – or not make a mistake. They don't want someone to be slow. They want someone to win and then not finish occasionally. That's better for them. I think they'd probably prefer someone who doesn't go slow at all or, like, not – Right, so then I, kick I Paris out because that be... keeps winning. 
I think they'd probably right, so then, prefer Hamilton. No. Per- Look, Hamilton is easy driving the best he's ever done in his career. I don't know. But it feels like that move that he made in England across and hitting Verstappen is so, like, amateur. How, I don't know. I don't think anyone who sees him as the driver that he used to be right now is just crazy. Hamilton would not be doing better in the Red Bull car. The Red Bull car is barely faster than the Mercedes. The reason that Max is winning but huge driver. The Max. Well, then both of them, really. Who, Perez? Yeah, you're not Perez. Hamilton. The other dude. Yes, Hamilton. Hamilton, you're telling me you would prefer Hamilton to Verstappen right now? If you were creating a team, I would take, right, Kimmy and uh, Verstappen mm. as current drivers as a team. The thing is, I think it might make more sense to take Kimmy and Mick because Kimmy can teach Mick and Mick True. has potential. I mean, Michael Schumacher said that if people thought he was fast, then Mick was going to be a whole other thing. And that was when Mick was in karting. If Mick is as fast as Michael said he was, then, I mean, all it's going to take is a couple of years, and suddenly he'll be, you know, destroying everyone in F1. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't Mike also, or Michael, um, yep. say that, or not say, he kind of beat him, didn't he? No. Michael got in kicked karting. out of Ferrari. In Kimmy? He beat Kimmy? No. Mick. 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 Oh, yeah. Michael he beat did Mick. Mick. Yeah, but he's also Michael Schumacher. Yes. So, I mean, Kimmy won a world championship. Kimmy's... Yeah. They also kicked Michael out of the team so that Kimmy could be on it. Exactly. In Ferrari. That is insane. That says how good Kimmy is. Never doubts the levels that... Then... Think about that. Mm. Also, did you hear that um, Simone Biles dropped out of the, uh, whatchamacallums, the Olympics? Or not the yeah, Olympics, mental the U.S. Concerns. That's crazy. That, I mean, the fact that no one brought that up. It does make sense, though. Yeah, of course. I mean, why else would you drop out? Because, I mean, I'm like... They were really, I mean, she's under a lot of pressure because everybody seems to, like, well, I mean, everybody think thinks she's the she's best. The best. Right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So she's under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, yeah. I mean, oh my god. That, on, like, Go a ahead. Different, Go ahead. totally different note. Like, I mean, yeah. Have you seen, like, all the electric cars and, like... What do you mean, from, like, Nissan Leaf to where we are now? At, like, the Neo EP7. No, I have not... Oh, you mean the EP9? No, the EP7, because the EP7 is a sedan um, with a 600-mile range. What? I'm just reading this right now. It's sell in the U.S. Uh, of course. Like Chinese people not giving us their best stuff. Um, that's a shame, but also an incredibly cool car. Yeah. Uh, I'm I... so close right now to getting like Lotus. Uh, yes. Really that's shouldn't be this hard. All right. Well, I've got a funny story, which is um, hopefully, obviously, no one from Red Bull's listening to this, but if they were, this would make them feel a little bit better about their $1.3 billion uh, repair job that they're doing. So, Million. there was a... Yeah, uh, here was a uh, funny thing. There was a bet between two F1 drivers and a team. Uh, and this team was BAR, British American Racing, essentially a tobacco company uh, that had a race team. Cool. Uh, and the two drivers were Jacques Villeneuve and Ricardo Zonta. This was in 1998, and they said... Uh, first one to take Eau Rouge flat out uh, gets... Uh, they had some set of money that they were going to put up. It was something like $100,000, something like that. Funny bet, okay? 
at the time, no one had ever taken a rouge flat out. Oh, I know Never. this one. Okay, so they each try to do it the first lap out, and then the second, at, like right, Jacques Villeneuve right goes out, uh, spins his car, destroys the engine, kills someone, crashes it, didn't kill. No, 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 that was a different one. That was when oh. he hit um, uh, a shoemaker. <laughs> that was a different and, one. No, that was that was another escapade of his. Uh, no, no, Jacques Villeneuve is an idiot, but um. No, he hit the wall, essentially destroyed the engine, and had a $6 million repair job on that car. Zonta, though, he thought, you know what? No, after the red flag, of course, he was like, now I can definitely do better than him. And this was in practice, okay? So he goes up, also takes a rouge flat out, again, spins, hit the wall, and another $6 million repair job. They each have the same stupid spin, $12 million in engine repairs in a night. Oh, yes, we've. I feel like we've said this on the podcast before. Maybe, yeah. But I think we talked about the one where he hit um, Michael's brother and then killed a marshal. Uh, that yes, was that Jack one as well. As well. We've talked about both of them. Yeah, yeah I, I think feel we, like we dedicated an episode just to his failures. Yeah, we don't like Jack Villeneuve. <laughs> Wait a minute, Rashad. Wait a minute. <laughs> I sent you the picture. <laughs> Oh my god, that's unique. There's something wrong with it. I, I feel like it's the nose, like, thing that's holding the nose on is a bit too, like, thin. It has cancer. What have you done to it? <laughs> I feel bad for it. It's like, oh, it's just awful. Um, yeah, that's, that'll have to be the channel banner. Uh, not for the YouTube channel, for the podcast. Oh, that's special. That looks like if it drove, if it drove, the wing would snap off, go under. Yeah, the it would car just fall and off, destroy everything. It's just a massive repair job again. It could be worse. It could be Formula E. Yeah, that's true. Do we? I don't like Formula E that much. I assume it's the same with you. Oh well, yeah, because it's after we talk about the whole driver of the week thing, that kind of. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Like, I mean, I just didn't like that. Yeah. The, the fans get to choose who gets points. Yeah, it's it's not something... I mean, it's just sort of a gimmick. They've tried to make the fan involvement, you know, I guess more than the one, but they've also made it a popularity contest, which is not cool. Oh, I mean, yes. I guess in F1, it would just be Kimmy every week, but, you know... That would get a bit boring if he gets another extra 150 horsepower every single week in his engine. He'd be winning everything. Mm. It's like when like, people run for a student like government or something like that, you know? It's just yeah. a popularity contest. No one exactly. actually cares about the people who win. No, and they don't care what they do either. All right, yeah. I could have a perfectly crafted argument about why I should be class president or something like that. And unless I was the most popular person in my grade, which I'm not, uh, I would not win. Fact. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I exactly. feel like people just run because they know they're going to win. Like, some people... Right, exactly. If, like, one popular kid runs and then one other person who's not that popular runs, it's a piss take. Of course the popular kid's going to win. Yeah, but then, like... I mean, yeah, that's, that's how, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Have you heard this stuff about them making us put our masks on again inside? Yes. Yeah, Are you... a Delta variant? Something like that. I'm not keen on that. I don't think that's, I mean, we've just all had our vaccinations. I mean, like, obviously I know safety. Sixth graders. Oh, that's true. I know safety in that, but like, come on, there's got to be a point where we just say we're protected enough, right? Or is that just me yeah, being I think an absolute idiot? Sixth graders, though, like, I mean. Oh, I don't mean about that. I mean, just like in the U.S. in general. Like, I'm in Maine right now, as many people know. And if I go into the general store next week, I will have to wear a mask. Like, that is insanity. Most of the people mm -hmm. that I, actually, not most of the everyone I know in Maine is vaccinated. Um, are there like any, I don't know, 
I mean, it's mean, right? So... Yeah, the, we've got the second highest vaccination rate in the country. You know, mm. they've done such a good job. They've been driving vaccines out to far off the beaten track path, like farms and stuff. You know, they really thought everything out here. Hmm. Yeah, um, I don't in know. Oregon, there's like, um, like the place where I used to live, like Las Vegas, they've kind of reversed yeah. their whole thing on mask wearing. And now they oh, decide really? masks are good. And so they're going to start wearing them in schools. Oh. Well, we do like a reversal, don't we? Um, yeah. I mean, the schools I don't think are huge in, like, Las Vegas, so... I mean... Yeah. How big, out of interest? Like, uh, I feel like my elementary school was, like, 500 people. And I think that's, like, one of, like, two or three elementary schools in, like, Las Vegas. That's quite large for an elementary school, isn't it? I imagine it must be. Yeah, but then there's only like two middle schools. Oh, okay. So those must be huge then. Um, Probably what? 700 people in a grade? Maybe not a grade, but like in like, I mean, probably a little bit more in the school. Okay. A thousand maybe? Something like that? Yeah, maybe a thousand in the whole school. Wow. Okay, that's quite something. Um, all right then. What do you think of? Yeah, school. Well, it's quite something for us, you know, for every public school kid ever with a big school. They're like, "You what? That's not quite something." Yeah. Anyways, um, um yeah. go ahead. Let's go back to F one. Yeah, exactly. Um, driver of Silverstone. I have not. I didn't do that in the video, and I don't think we did that in the last podcast. Who drove best in Silverstone? If you say Hamilton, I will throw my phone through my screen, and it will find you wherever you are. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, well, really, yeah, this is not it. It's not it, but, like... Um, no, I know, I know. Yeah, I just wanted to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. So, uh, the real answer to that question. I've got mine. Wait, Hamilton Go ahead. won. I thought. Yeah, I'm not saying Leclerc won. No, no, Leclerc didn't win. He got close, but he um, destroyed his tires. Wait, I thought Hamilton got like a penalty or something. He did, but he still won it. That's um, how broken the penalty system is. You can give him a 10 second penalty, and he'll still win the race. Okay, you know who drove well? Who? Okay, you're not gonna like this. No, I will, I will. I mean, he drove better than Schumacher, so... Yeah, Yeah, but he also hit Mick Schumacher, and he couldn't afford to take a pit stop again. It's just like in France. Yeah, but, like, he still beat him. For his standard. That was his best, uh, his best overtake, believe. Yeah, which was ridiculous. Or at least to me, it was ridiculous. Yeah, but, I mean, you have to give him credit. He is in, like, the worst yeah. car, and he got 17th place. But also, he was behind the teammate who had damage and ahead of two people, or excuse me, ahead of a teammate who had damage and was ahead of two people that DNF'd. Yeah, but he beat two, or well, one world champion and one future world champion. True. All right, I guess I guess you've got a point there. Mine was Leclerc because mm-hmm. the fact Leclerc that he held did off really well, like for the actual Ferraris, that that was really good for him. Yeah, but the Ferraris kind of one of those teams that you don't really say they did like the best, but you just know that they did well. Yeah, and I suppose nowadays it's a bit different. I wish Ferrari was had performances like that at almost every race. Because even if they didn't win it, it would be nice to see them at the top. Hmm. Uh, I just I was just looking at an article that showed up under the results, and it's about Grosjean. Uh, it's about his oval race. How well he didn't crash. Um, Please don't say. Now that I've said Holding that, please don't say he had a... in the championship. How many are there? How many drivers are there? 
30 something? Maybe. All right. Uh, shall we talk about planes? Uh, okay. So Might be that time with the podcast. Um... Not a max, by the way. Much safer than any Airbus. But uh, 737, old 737 that? did crash. What? Can you prove that? Uh, yes, I can. There's been more notable incidents in the A320 than there have in the 737's history. Hmm. That is... Yeah, I suppose that proves it. Yep. Anyways, I'm just looking at... Whoa! I'm looking at the underwater pictures of the plane that crashed. The old 737. Wow! Were there people on it? No, it was a cargo plane. But I hope they bailed out, because that would be awful if they got stuck on it. Yeah, the pilots. Oh, yeah. Also, be awful, like, depending on what's in those packages that's on that plane. Well, yeah, but we should also hope that, like, the people themselves are okay. Yeah, definitely. That's, like, first priority, but, you know, I guess. Yeah, I mean, imagine if it was, like, life support or something. That'd be awful. Yeah, or, like, oxygen, like, tanks. Oh, that would be just terrible. The worst cargo to have a plane crash with. Yeah. Especially considering oxygen would probably blow up. Actually, oxygen, might that just bring the plane back up to the surface? That's actually a good point. I don't know. I'm looking at Simple Flying's article on it right on now. Those. Yep. Um... There's something else I was thinking of. Oh my god. Listen to this. I'm just reading some uh, plane articles right now. Listen to this. Moscow has four airports. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Is this in the Bay Area? Yeah, but like this is Russia. They don't have, you know, the biggest airplane industry, uh, the airline industry as well. I suppose, um, I suppose the Bay Area does have like. I don't know. A lot of the plane traffic. Yeah. They have the Muffet Field or whatever. Where the NASA and that stuff goes. Uh, Right in Mountain View, I believe. Yeah. Oh, listen to this. Alitalia, the Italian airline, just bought back Eddie had 75% stake in their loyalty program. That's interesting. Didn't expect that. I feel like that airline does not have a great history. I don't know. I'll have to see if there's any notable incidents. You know what? Uh, airline doesn't have a great history. What? I don't know. Like, I mean, this probably... Isn't there, like, one that's based in America that doesn't have one, like... Oh, yes! They're people off. Um... Oh, wait a minute. There's a... <sighs> oh, yeah. So, Alitalia has had some horrendous crashes. Actually, they've had an H320 crash as well. Oh, well, they've had a lot of crashes. Okay. Yes, they don't have. All right, anyways. Um, yeah, there is an American airline that... Is it Spirit, I think, that's bad? A Frontier as well, isn't it? Yeah, Frontier and Spirit are both really bad. But I thought Frontier was pretty much dead, wasn't it? Well, they have really cheap flights. Oh, so... Wait, fine. Go. Interesting. Like, I'm seeing, like, over three airports I can just, like, see on a map right now. Yeah. In the Bay Area. I'm looking at Spirit right now. Yeah, they've got, like, terrible reviews. Well, I mean, to be fair, if you can get a flight there for, like, 30 bucks, I mean. Yeah. And this like, Oakland as well, so I'm, I'm not sure if you count that as, like, Bay Area. I mean, it's on the Bay yeah. Normally when you think barrier, you think the south. Yeah, exactly. Oh, people also don't like Frontier, as you said. Oh my god, the TV screens on that plane is ti- are tiny. Oh Why god, so small? The problem I have with some Boeings. Like, the newer Boeings don't even have TVs in the economy. What, the 737? I'm not sure which ones, but when I went on a flight, there was no TVs on a plane. Why else would they come to a plane? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, how new was it? I have no idea. It might have been really old, or what airline was it out of interest? Because um, that might it was. Uh, I think it might have been Southwest or something. Oh, but Southwest doesn't put air or not air. Uh, they don't put any TV screens in the seats. Oh, that might be the problem then. Yeah, and a lot only gives you those digi players, but I think they've stopped doing that. It's horrible. Yeah, but the thing with Alaska is I sort of get it, because the fact that it's not in the seat back already, it sort of explains why, you know, there's not already um, uh, there. Or I can't, they, they can't give it to you because of COVID, I guess. Yeah. Yep. They also give out headphones as well, don't they? Alaska? Yeah, but I don't think they're very good. But then again, I don't think many airline headphones are anything to write home about. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about... Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, Alaska Airlines in general, what do you think of them? Yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with them, but... For a U.S. airline, they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Emirates is the best. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, like even in economy, everything's nice there. So is British yeah. Airways, I guess. Like, just yeah. nothing to complain about whenever you're on one of those planes. British Airways, I have one memory. Oh, go ahead. The plane. Oh, that's nice. That's what you like to think about yeah. when you fly on a plane. Uh, what's your favorite plane right now, out of interest? Um, like private plane or. Oh, any plane in general. I mean, it could be private, public, general okay, aviation. Well, um, the Seneca, or I'm not Seneca. Let's go with the Beechcraft Bonanza, the six-seater. Oh, tell me more about that. Um, like, the one that has the seats facing. Actually, wait, never mind. You know, even better than that Honda Jet Elite. Ooh, okay. Why out of interest? Because the Honda Jet Elite will make sure people don't ask for rides every, like, five minutes. Because it's... That's true. Including pilots. So... Right. Private jet-wise, jet, not a propeller plane. Because I know you love your propeller planes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite at the moment? I guess it must be the Honda Jet Elite, right? Yeah. I have okay. that or the Phenom 100. They're pretty much the same thing, let's be fair. What? They look exactly the same. They're like the same size. The Honda, yeah. What I'm loving about the Honda Jet is, I guess, just how nice and cozy it looks. Because, you know, it is so small that it's it's quite a good size, I'd say. I also do like that it's Honda. Yeah, that's true. And I like the um, the engine positioning. Mm. Oh, my God. No way. Okay. So they show a layout, an overhead layout of the plane. And what sort of baggage you might put in it. Uh, and at the front of it, there's a baggage storage, which it blows my mind. I did not imagine they would have that. But that's not the thing that I'm raving about right now. What I'm talking about is they display at the back of the plane, in the back storage, a golf bag. That is that is so self-aware about what their clients are putting on that plane. Oh, well, um, I was just looking at another map, and I see like eight airfields in like the Bay Where? Area. Wow, that's quite a lot. But I mean, to be fair, that's like from like San Francisco to Palo Alto to like Mountain View, like San Jose area uh, to Oakland, all of that area. I guess that's fair, yeah. What do you think of the Gulfstream G700? Isn't it big? Yeah, but it's still a small private jet in general. I mean, isn't it like long range as well? It's really long range. It's big in comparison to a Honda jet, but like in comparison to an actual airliner, it's tiny. Yeah. What I like is the wingtips on it. Those look so nice. It's still quite big though. Yeah. It reminds me of the wingtips on the A350. I mean, I really like those wingtips. For all Uh, that I don't like about Airbus, I love the wingtips on their planes. The Gulfstream uh, G650 has a longer range though. Really? Is, is it, it smaller, I guess, then? I think so. Um, 
Oh, the Gulfstream G650ER must be the longest range one because it has extended range in the name. Yeah, it's 8,053 miles for the G650. That is insane, though, because that is longer range than a 787. No, not longer than a 787, but it's longer than a 767, 737, A320, and maybe an A330. That is so long range. That's longer range well, than the 747-400. Not the Dash you know be the best? Like the, uh, the 787. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could turn you could turn one of those huge planes into like an office almost, like a whole office building. And then like say you have a business meeting in some other country. You take your yeah. whole office with you. Like, I mean, especially for F1 teams, that might make sense. I know. Well, I think that's have, what the Mexicans like, the, did. Um. Huh. Because another president smart. ended up yeah. buying one. Although, yeah, I think he's selling it in the end as well. But because I mean, the F one teams could have like the team principal's office, like sleeping quarters and everything on the plane, and then just, yeah, like, have like an area, like a garage area for the cars. Oh, okay. Oh, so the Mexican um Mexican president had a oh gym in his. That's incredible. That is quite something. What did you say? A gym in his plane. Oh. Also, 787-1000. What do you think? Um, I have to look it up. Or, excuse me, 787-10. 10. 10. That's a really long-range one. Actually, it's shorter range than the normal one, I think. But it's just a long plane. It looks long. Oh, it's 8,055.5 miles. That's how long the um, the dash tennis. I believe so. The range dash tennis. Let's see that's here. What the internet says. And what has the internet ever lied? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Oh, this is okay. hilarious. So oh I'm looking God. at a graph right now. Mm-hmm. Seating wise, Boeing and Airbus, and. Mm-hmm. It essentially says uh, it goes from too much range to not enough range and then too big to too small in terms of plane range and plane size. And the only plane that perfectly satisfies size and range is the 787-10. Mm. 787-9 is too small. dollars though. Wow, that is expensive. $211 I mean, million. That, that's, wow. If you had to start an airline, what planes would you use? A Beluga. Airbus Beluga. Yeah, like, you can make, like, so much money off of one trip. It could be a double-decker, I guess, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's actually quite a good idea. I would do a fleet of A350-1000s in 787-10s. No triple sevens because they're too expensive, but those two, I think that could be a good airline because they're both made out of carbon fiber. Hmm. That would be Beluga. Uh, what is it? Square footage. I think it's massive. Oh, uh, let's see here. Let's see. I'm looking at it up right now. Um, overall length is 184 feet. Loadable volume is 128 feet of length in terms of load volume. Uh, maximum width is 23 feet, and maximum height is 23 feet, and that's loadable section. Okay, wait a minute. I just figured something out. Okay. Oh, wait, you can, put a, you can put a 747 fuselage in there. What? Whoa! I did not know that. Because the 747 fuselage is... 20 feet wide on the inside, so 21 feet on the outside. Um, and wow, it's massive. Um, wait a minute. Okay. okay, I'm looking for the Antonov 225. Oh, yeah, that one, the AN that's got a massive. That's got 46,000 cubic feet in volume, the cargo area. 
That is insane. But I just want a floor area. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool to have, like, um, I mean, you, you could have a whole F1 team based inside of it. Plane. Pretty much. I mean, you could actually drive an F1 car like mid flight in there. Yeah, but like. I mean, Not safe, but, just, but like, you know. Yeah. But I'm also saying like you could put like offices and instead of having a hotel, you could even have like. I don't yeah. Know. Actually, inside each office, you can put like a Murphy bed or something. Yeah. It would be a terrible private plane, though, because of all the noise. But yeah, but it's a cargo plane normally, so. No, I know, I know. But like. Even if you were going to use it as, say, a um, maybe a, a business jet, fine. It would be so loud because it's so close to the runway. Oh. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, but one. after takeoff, so any after takeoff would be fine. Would you not be? Yeah. Oh, I think it would be quite interesting to. The, the concept to have, like, an F1 team inside of a plane. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or, like, a plane RV. Yep. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. RVs. The future of RVs. The flying RV. I wonder, if you make something float, would it, like, I mean, could it just float, and then when the Earth turns around, would it just stay in the same place? And just, I don't know, like, if you left it floating for a year, yeah, would it, like, be, be on the other side of it? Or will it be back where it was before? Or would you have to yeah. get it out of orbit or something? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Rashab, I would sort of have to wrap it up right now, because sort of got to go. Uh, but, okay. sorry to cut this one short, but um, we'll continue it soon. Okay. All right, cool. Thank you guys all for listening. Thank you for listening. Follow us, YouTube, and that sort of stuff. See you soon. Bye. That sort of stuff. Yep. Okay, bye.